This is Living Connected, and we are your hosts, Katie and Kyle. Eric and I wanted to shift the idea of New Year's resolution to a doable request of ourselves. We thought about how maybe a resolution had more demand energy than a doable request. We talked about our intentions for the new year and how we can have doable requests with those intentions. We also talked a little bit about how we can have unmet needs or needs met for those certain intentions. What does our next year in 2022 look like and feel like? Where does this sit in our body when we think about 2022? Let us invite ourselves to not have expectations or demands on the gift or intentions we set. A doable request can be something very small and can change if needed. If it helps, ask a trusted friend to be a celebration buddy or a buddy who can hold you accountable in a kind and warm way. I would suggest reaching out to someone and seeing if they would be willing, even if it's just for a little while, like a week or a month. We would love to have all of you Living Connected listeners write in and email us what your intentions are for the year, and we can read them on the podcast. It would be great fun to hear what your intentions are and what needs and feelings you have with those intentions for the year 2022. Eric and I welcome you in to the new year. Let's get started. (laughs) oh here we are welcome back oh my god it's been living connected it's been like a long time now when you hear this so eric and i are recording on new year's eve so bringing in the new year of 2022 when you guys uh, actually probably listen to this is going to be well in january (laughs) i'm working full time um so it's very hard to like come home after work work for an hour on the podcast and then you know, have to make dinner and whatnot. Anyway, so I bring us in. Welcome, Living Connected, into 2022. Man, it has been one crazy year, I must say. I just must say. Holy moly. Uh, I'm gonna worry, I'll just check in since that's where, where we are, and then we'll uh, move along to our intentions for this new year and what we think it's gonna look like and what we might want um, in that and see where it goes. Uh, the last, so the last episode we did, Eric was with uh, Dr. Yvette Erasmus, and um, I can't remember if that was like before Thanksgiving or if it was before. I know it was before Christmas, but I can't remember. It was so long ago. It was a long time ago. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was before you moved. So it was yeah, yeah before. I think I was at my apartment though. I had just. I think I was still traveling back and forth to figure out like you know grab more stuff and everything. Yeah. Yeah, so Thanksgiving, if just to catch everybody up, long story short, I spent Thanksgiving crying and all by myself. <laughs> I spent it like I said I was, which was funny, <laughs> um, which was with Adam, my friend's dog, and we did watch Netflix. <laughs> so the dog's named Adam. Yeah, isn't that funny? Okay, Adam the dog, got it. Okay, Adam the dog, yes. <laughs> and I adore so him. So not your enemy's dog, your friend's dog. Yes, <laughs> He's a uh, like a Maltese poodle, but he has really long legs and he's so cute. I love him so much. He's just adorable. And every time I like come over, he he just, you know, his little legs get up on my legs and he's just like, I'm here, Katie's here, Katie's here. It's just so cute. So, yes, we did celebrate Thanksgiving together. And um, 
So I know I've mentioned um, Maria before, but she's my pen pal from Germany. And she sent me this voice message and I loved it. It was just, I just felt so loved and cared for and seen. And the things that she was talking about um, in her message really brought up a lot inside of me uh, with uh, my mom and everything. And so I sent her a message back. And of course, I was just, I was just bawling in this message, like just so raw and so sad and hurt and it was just what was alive in me at the time and she really did appreciate that uh vulnerability too and I told her in the message like I'm sorry next message is gonna be better and not just all these tears uh so I did end up actually sending her a message on Christmas and uh which was really cool um that we get to like share that those just sweet moments. These are audio recordings or? I, yeah, we do like, you know how you record on your iPhone? Well, I do the same thing and send her like a five minute message and she listens and then she sends one back. It's kind of fun. I really like it. Got it. Yeah. Got it. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So our lives are busy and so it's hard sometimes just to like, we are going to get on Zoom at some point. I do know this for sure. <laughs> What else to catch you up? Christmas was a lot of up and downs. Let's just put it that way. There were some rough spots of some fights and arguments. And then there was also, because my family still excluding me from the Christmas festivities, I really felt hurt and uh, sad and actually a lot of enragement, like a lot of rage too with that. And come to find out they they somehow are expecting me to apologize because they think that I think I did nothing wrong, <laughs> which is very difficult for me because I'm not, first of all, my mom never really apologized. And two, all I would rather do is like apologies. I don't really want them, nor do I want to give them because I'd rather just acknowledge impact, to be honest. I think that is more meaningful to me. Acknowledge impact. Yeah. Acknowledge impact and acknowledge hurt, acknowledge the needs that were unmet and things that, you know, they were hurt by. Um, because it's not about wrongdoing at this point. It's not at all. We were all doing the best we could in an extremely difficult situation with somebody dying who we were all very close to and all loved very much. Yeah. So you can't. You can't have expectations on how people are going to grieve in a situation. Yeah. And expect them to do it the way you want them to. Yeah. So. Yeah. For them, they imagine apology would get them, them settled down. For you, you would be happy to acknowledge impact. It had an impact on someone. And then move forward from there because that's more meaningful for you. Yeah. Hundred percent, because this apology at this point is not going to make it better. Yeah, I could say sorry, or yeah, I don't know. It won't mean anything to me. Like I feel like it's not as genuine and authentic. I don't think mm -hmm. for me. Yeah, for you, you want to be authentic, and you think it's more for you. It'd be more authentic to recognize whatever happened had an impact on them. Yeah, and, and I suspect you want them to be accountable too in terms of whatever impact they have had on you. Yeah. Yeah. My guess is you, you can see there's a mismatch and it's just, it's very hard when there's this mismatch. Yeah, it's so hard when there's a mismatch and that's what I had said to my cousin, which was, I mean, if they're having an expectation of having an apology, it should also be reciprocated. And then, you know, of course, my dad makes comments like, well, you hurt everyone. 
And I was like, well, everyone hurt everyone, actually. <laughs> like, not just one person hurt someone. Everyone hurt somebody. I had hurt feelings and very much sadness and felt very alone for. And then I also made choices and decisions that also hurt somebody else and impacted them in some way. So everyone did something. And it also would, yes, accountability for their reciprocation for acknowledging the impact on what their behavior did in the situation, too. So it's all very interesting. <laughs> it's all very layered. Very layered, yes. Mm -hmm. And just, I just come from just such a different space and a different mindset and I'm learning and I'm growing and I'm doing the inner work and, you know, and they say spend a week with your family and you'll get to know like patterns and conditions and all of the things. Yeah, well, I spent a year there. <laughs> So that's a long time to like be really immersed in like family dynamic. And uh, yeah. I would love to be seen and heard and acceptance for who I am and all the changes that I've made. So, yeah. you know, that would be also nice. Yeah, to be seen and heard and, and rec <laughs> just recognize the amount of work you've done and where you're at. Yeah. And to be understood and held with warmth too, huh? Yes, yes. Definitely warmth, kindness, harmony, peace. All of those things really felt uh, needed. I definitely set that intention going home for the holidays to my dad's house. And um, I think I did a I, I think I did a pretty good job for standing up for my needs and leaving conversations when I needed to, um, holding that intention in myself, which was a boundary that was life serving for me and for the other person. And I had to do it several times. So I'm glad and proud that I was able to actually go in there with that intention and actually follow through with it instead of getting hooked like is typical, you know. So that was good. The fight's not so good. I know with mom and my grieving process in that is that, yes, I love her and miss her. And it is very different without her. I do wish that she was there. Um, dad didn't decorate so I came there and decorated and tried to make it a little bit more warmth with Christmas and took out my mom's Santas which I don't know why I didn't do that last year but I took them all out and set them on every windowsill that I could and you know thought about her the whole time and uh, I had intentions to make her French toast that she usually makes for my birthday but I just I didn't have the energy and I just thought, you know what? That's okay. Oh yeah. Happy birthday. Thank happy you. Happy birthday. That's right. Happy <laughs> birthday. Yes. 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 The 24th of Christmas is, uh, Christmas Eve is my birthday. So that's right. I got to spend the day before with my friend Suze and we, we mashed our birthdays together. And then, um, uh, my mom's best friend, Barb, we went out, um, her family and me and my dad went, we had breakfast and then she hosted us, uh, dinner at her house. So, mm -hmm. and saw my cousin. So it was a very, uh, filled day with a lot of things that I, I wasn't expecting it actually to go that well because mom always made my birthday very special oh. and it felt very like I was the one that had to plan it, you know, and she was the one who always was like, okay, what do you want? And what are you going to, you know, what do you want for breakfast? And oh. is there anything for your birthday? And she would come up and snuggle with me and like sing in my ear and like, <laughs> and you know, when I'd wake up and wow. she was so, uh, wow. yeah, I just love my mom so much and... I did think about her when my birth, my morning came around, and uh, yeah, she was just 
it, it was hard not to have her around because she was, you know, she definitely made a day that was very special for me. She really, really made it special, and she was warm, and she gave you lots of actual physical warmth. Yes. Along with all this intention to just, like, you're, you're the most special person in the world today. Yes. Yeah. And I'm sure she's doing yeah. it wherever she is in spirit. <laughs> Well, maybe this is what that is. Ugh. Maybe this memory is that. Yeah. Maybe you putting the Santas out is this. Maybe you having the intention to do your French toast is this. Maybe you decorating the house for your dad is this. Maybe that's what all of it is. Yeah. And like with her stuff, you know, I got in the closet, you know, underneath the stairs and was like pulling stuff out, all the lights and all this. So, yeah, I was really getting into the Yeah, stuff. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the, the uh, under the stairs where your, sim, your sibling used to sleep. Yeah. Yes. So my grief therapist had said, like, had asked the question, like, what are you going to do to make your birthday special? Because dad doesn't, he doesn't know. He never played the role to do that. No. My mom was the one that did all the stuff. Yes. So my dad has no idea. And so she asked, like, what are you going to do to make your day special? Like, what it is that you want for your day? And yes. to honor myself and my mom at the same time and I gave it some thought you know and I the intention of the French toast like you said that was a thought and it's okay it was just the intention and I didn't actually follow through I did buy all the ingredients (laughs) (laughs) but I'm sure the ingredients were very happy to be in the house yes yes, exactly (laughs) breakfast was my favorite so inviting Barb was something that was meaningful to me to make it special and so she said yes and I just took in the moments to be present also in the moments with with Barb and Larry on my birthday breakfast. So just to try to be very present in that and soak it in and appreciate and be grateful that they were spent they were there spending it spending it with me even though even though mom is not here. Yeah, Barb and Barb be real real present and in the moment and just soak up Soak up the moment as much yeah. as you could, huh? Yeah. Because it could have been worse. I mean, <laughs> it could have been way worse. So I'm so glad it wasn't. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, yeah. Man. Yeah. And then because it's the beginning of the year, my catch people up, my roommate moved out. So there is a concern to be able to afford to live in my apartment by myself, though it's a very much of a goal of mine to live on my own without having to have a roommate. I much prefer to live without a roommate. Roommates suck, <laughs> unless you get a really good one, I guess. Um, you get to do what you want, live the way you want. You don't have to worry about all the things that you would need to worry about living with another human being. So my bills are like $1,200, you know, and so I need to like pull in a lot more money so that I can afford that. And uh, I'm going to work my ass off, that's for sure. Even though rent is, I mean, considering my rent is cheap because I live in low income housing and still it's hard on one person. Yeah. That's like the the shortest of the short rundown of like <laughs> bringing in, leaving behind 2021 and coming in me alone in my apartment, being able to like live here and heal and create a sacred space like I want to, to be able to grieve mom fully without the drama and the shit that other people like seem to 
come into my life for. It's a lot of transition in 12 months, yeah? I mean, a lot of transition. I mean, a year ago you were at home and you were you didn't know how long mom had and we were still in the middle of COVID and there were no vaccinations. And now you're in your own apartment, in your own space, which you have full autonomy over and you're working on sustainability and... And you're still working through your your grief and your mourning, and my guess is there's some, both some hope and some fear in there, and <laughs> yeah. some excitement. Maybe there's some excitement. All of those. It's like I want to be excited, and then there's like, oh no, there's fear and anxiousness. Like, can I do this without having to look for a roommate? Okay, I can do this. Come on, Katie, and like keep those positive affirmations going in my mind. So yeah, there's. There's both, you know, working full time and also trying to, you know, honor and grieve and journal and do the things that I need to do to move with through this process of mom not being here. And what does that look like? Lot, like you said, a lot of transitions and adjustments to those transitions, too, which take a while. It does take a while. Yeah. And, you know, the family thing is going to have to play out eventually. So we'll see how that goes. But for now, keeping a little contact with my dad and texting every once in a while and uh, trying to just keep that very steady, calm and, you know, try not to ruffle the waters. Now that the holidays are over, there's nothing really coming up that's going to require, though I do plan on seeing him. My plan and intention for this year is also to see him once a month. So just drive down there and go see him. Wow. So you want to stay in connection, hopefully some peaceful connection, some harmonious connection. And I think you had some you had some peaceful moments with him this time, yeah. didn't you? I mean, there were some hard times, but you had some peaceful times too. Yeah, we walked for the peaceful times. Yeah. So that's life though, right? Like embrace the uncomfortable, angry feelings and what's alive. And then also embrace the the peaceful and the harmony and the small walks down to the mailbox and, <laughs> you know, the... The movie we watched, the Christmas movie we watched, just, you know, being in the same room together and got to honor all of parts because that's what this journey is. So, mm. yeah. <sighs> Thank you for listening, Eric. I appreciate you so much. <laughs> I think it's been a big year and it's a big change for you now. I mean, just such a different place today compared to oh, a year ago today. Good Lord. Like a year ago today, like, holy moly, it was so stressful. <laughs> it's so different. It's like drastically different, different home, different, you know, environment, working, like all of the things are just so different from where it was last year. So different. Wild how you look back and you're like, oh, Wow. That's where I was. <laughs> I don't know. Or maybe it's like it was good back then and then it got worse. I don't know. It just depends on how, well, in general, everyone's life could have turned out from like a year ago today is New Year's Eve. Where What, what were you doing a year ago? I don't remember. The same thing. <laughs> I have no memory. I kept thinking. Well, should we transition to me? You want to transition to me? Yes, yeah. transition. How are you doing, Eric? What's going on? Well, okay, so I'll, I'll, let me think. I'll talk about sort of three things. So the first thing is today. So we got up early today. By early, I mean rolled out of bed at 1030. 
got out of bed two thirty morning. Went to my kids' room and says, "Guys, we got to get up. We got to go to the cemetery with my dad." My dad absolutely insists that we go visit my grandparents, his parents. So we did that, and we cleaned off the tombstone. And the kids, you know, they were very okay with doing it. They didn't really resist at all. I mean, the thing that I really love is, is they don't complain or get angry or, or sad. They're just like, yeah, we'll go. And there's nothing other than they're happy to do it. At least they're not unhappy. Yeah. Hard to say, but they did it. Yeah. And uh, we got pizzas afterwards, of course, uh, which is tough because I don't eat gluten, but it's really good pizza, so I take the punishment for yeah. a few hours. Uh, so then, uh, and cheese. I don't eat cheese or, or gluten, so that was, you know. Ugh. Anyway, so four pieces of pizza later and it was fantastic pizza so you had the red sauce (laughs) the red sauce with the olives and mushrooms (laughs) i I took a long nap but yes but then i got this text you ready to record he's like yeah i'm ready to record sure i'll roll out of bed 35 minutes later when i roll out of bed i'm finally ready to record wait you took a nap today i took a nap yeah yeah when you were doing the thing with your friend yeah i went and took a nap so good that's why i'm so bright-eyed and (laughs) bushy-tailed ready to talk to another human being yeah (laughs) So here's what I find funny. So you go to a cemetery, you know, it's kind of great in that it was, a, it was a sunny day and it was really, you know, it was a nice, it's a beautiful day. It, was, it wasn't too cold. It wasn't rainy, blue skies. You drive around for a while till you try to remember in this vast, you know, there's more, there's more dead people in this, city, in this city than there are living people in this particular area. And... Uh, you read the gravestones, and these are huge gravestones. Some of them are huge. They're actually, some of them are like crypts. Some of the, the crypts are larger than my house. Like, they're two stories. And wow. This is in the early when you come in. When you come in, there are these early ones. And then they have these huge tombstones. Some of them are like 12 feet wide, essentially, like with gates and columns and stuff. And then you have smaller tombstones, and then you have the flat ones, too. And we visited... Um, Another family members, and then one of my peers in my age who who passed, they have, and now and you I don't know if you've you've seen this, but they can now put color pictures into the the headstones. Oh. so there's color pictures from the wed the wedding That's awesome. in the tombstone, right? Wow! And then there's a you would like this because I mean <laughs> I mean what it, in front of that they have a. Um, there's a bench where you can sit. So this is part of the setup that they did. They put a bench there, and it says it has a Hawaiian couple Hawaiian words on it and a couple oh. Hawaiian sayings. And so you can sit there because he died after he got an infection in Hawaii, and it was so sad because he, he wanted to. He he knew his son had to get picked up, and he told his wife, you know, go pick him up because he's expecting me to pick him up. And then he died that day. Oh. But um, it was um. You know, it was already a long time ago, and it's his son and his daughter are great kids. They really are wonderful kids, and uh, mom's still around. And uh, <clears throat> it's just so interesting, you know, you go there on New Year's Eve, and you clean off the tombstones, and you, you bow three times. You might say a few words we didn't this time. And you see, it's just so funny because you see the names and then you think of, for me at least, I think, you know, these names are the same names as some of my friends. And you even see the same combinations of names that are your friends. And that's weird. For me, that's yeah, weird. Yeah, right. And then you can see the tombstones. This is this is kind of, what, for me, what which is, was the most interesting. You could see the tombstones that had been taken care of in the last week or two. 
with flowers, fresh flowers. Usually it's fresh flowers or even plastic flowers. Most people leave plastic flowers after a time. And then you can see the ones that have, you know, they're just basically, they're clean, but there's just, nobody's been there for a while. Yeah. There's no plastic flowers. There's nothing in there. And, you know, for me, it looks like, you know, anybody who's basically died in the roughly the 1990s, they're, they're no longer, most of the time, their tombstones are no longer taken care of. So I was just thinking about that. And I told my kids, I told my kids, look, when I die, I don't want any of this. I don't want any of this. I don't want a tombstone. I want you to put me in a fabric bag and bury me at the base of a tree. <laughs> That's what I want you to do. <laughs> and someone said, you know, why wouldn't you just throw it in the ocean? And someone's this is so it was my, my kids and my niece and nephew. And said, well, someone said, well, why would not you just scatter your ashes in the ocean? And then one of the kids said, no, no, it's bad for the environment. You don't want to do that. It poisons the water. You don't, you don't want to do that. <laughs> and I said, and also takes a lot of energy. It's like, well, why? And then, my, and then my, on the way home, my son said, well, you know, actually, there's one way they do it. They just wrap you in a cloth and they throw you in a hole. <laughs> <laughs> And, and I imagine somebody taking my body and just wrapping it in a white cloth and just basically tossing it in a hole and say, I just throw them in there. <laughs> and, and then just piling dirt on you, right? Doesn't matter how you land. Just, just, they just drop you right in. <laughs> that seems less attractive than the idea of being put in a biodegradable bag at the base of a tree. <laughs> so I, it's just interesting. Yeah. After you know, 20, 30 years, people don't remember. Yeah. And I wasn't thinking about me at the time, but I was thinking, I don't want my kids to be like, I'm not going to make the same request to my kids that others make of theirs, which is, you have to visit us, you have to do this, you have to do that. No, once I'm gone, you don't have to, you take care of yourselves. You do what you need to do, take care of yourselves. If you want to honor me, you can do it anytime you want from wherever you want. Yeah. Make sure my kids really understand that. And even if my dad asks them to do that, something weird, some, make some commitment, I'll be like, you know what? You can say whatever you want to grandpa, but I just want you to know that you can do whatever you need that's best, do that's best for you. So I was just thinking about that. Yeah. And, I, and as I'm th- sitting here, I'm thinking about how you honored your mother. And I would love it if people honored me the way you honored your mother. Mm-hmm. Bring out the things that she loved, things that she did treat people with the warmth and kindness that she treated you yeah isn't that a great way to honor someone's memory i love that and that's like you said to your kids like you can do that anytime anywhere any day that you want to do it you know like it doesn't have to be a tombstone that costs thousands of dollars that you may only go see or do go there once when you can do all the other things so many more in other ways to like honor them (laughs) Or put your body and not have it cremated, which is also thousands of dollars. <laughs> Save money and just bury your body in the backyard. <laughs> but, you know, or I mean, your ashes is fine, too. That's good. I, so I listened to Matt Frazier and there was a story of this woman who had like sold her house, but had buried her. I think it was her husband uh, in a in a bag with the ashes by the tree. Right. And when she went on the call, Matt actually said this to her and said that you buried him in the backyard. What? Like thinking it was like his body. <laughs> like a like a pet. <laughs> yeah. Right. But then the lady, when she sold the house, she had to go back to the house to go dig him up because he had mentioned in the call that he she forgot about him there. And when she was like, got the, the backyard of these people that live there, I was like, sorry, I got to dig up my husband and take him with me. 
Oh my god, I was just laughing. It was really funny. You guys you guys got an extra plastic bag. I could use an extra plastic bag. I'd really like to double bag them. <laughs> I got so make sure it's steel because what happens if you like nick it with your shuffle? Like what do you just <laughs> or in a box or something? I don't know. But I think the tree idea is a great idea. Even like maybe a seed of a new tree or maybe an older tree, whatever it is. Like my mom loved the ocean, so she would have loved to have that. And which was another way that I thought would be fun to honor. Like the way we honor people is like take a small handful because a small handful and throw it out either on the rocks or the ocean isn't going to like be devastating to the ocean. But every year, just take a little tiny bit and just sprinkle it out and make it a tradition until the ashes are gone. And then you're not like carting it around anymore, but she's you know, honoring, kind of like going to the gravestones, I guess. But that's really sweet of you to not hold that as an expectation for your sons, though. Because they should want to do it when they want to and how they want to. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I want them to be free. Yes. Yeah, I don't want... Yeah. Yes. And everyone's different, though. I mean, how interesting that is, how some tombstones are, like, dusty and not taken care of, like, these... People spent thousands of dollars to put their loved one in the ground or a tombstone in the ground to honor them, but then it's not cherished that way. So it's like, well, what, why then? I don't know. <laughs> well, I was just thinking maybe what you're 70 and my kids are in their 50s, you can be doing a podcast with them. I would. That would be great. Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. Wouldn't that be fun? Yeah. That'd be fun. You never know. It could happen. It could happen and talk about, hey, here's what your dad wanted. What do you think about that? <laughs> <laughs> what, do you, what do you want to do with him? <laughs> you want to do this? Yeah. Hey. Gaddy Stapies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I'm so glad, though, that you do take your kids, though. I mean, that's very sweet and kind and thoughtful to do to just yeah open up even just a small door on how they could honor somebody who's passed you know yeah the other thing i wanted to talk about was um you know i think the biggest change of course getting the vaccines i think has given me a lot more confidence that you know to at least go out and do things and so i've been adventuring out with you know visiting friends and small events i would say so you know i went to my friend's son's reception, wedding reception, went to a retirement activity, I went to Christmas Eve brunch, you know, with hundreds of people. And that was okay. Oh, I went to a, sh a, a hockey game too, which <gasps> is like crazy, right? Who does that? Sharks? And Yeah, sharks. And yeah! Everybody, you know, every, what was cool, of course, there is everybody there is wearing masks. It's not a problem. It's, everybody's wearing masks. And yeah. as far as I know, you know, I've been on a plane eight or nine times. But I think of all the things that I was surprised at that had the biggest change, you know, of course, the vaccine, I think, works and it helps us. But I think for me, I was really surprised that actually going back to the office, which I really didn't want to do at all. It really was invigorating for me to go in one or two days a week, have a place to go to, which isn't this room. <laughs> right. <laughs> And actually having sort of these small windows of interaction with other people I'm not genetically related to is really great. Uh, and in person even. And it really helps me appreciate the people that, I mean, I already really truly believe that they were great human, really good human beings. And um, 
I also want to say with my NVC skills, I'm able to communicate with heart now. Oh, good. That was the biggest surprise and the biggest change. Yeah. I mean, you know, the, I think the thing I'm most excited about, which is we had a number of people who either retire or leave the company. And so um, I've kind of gotten known for, to be the guy who gives the retirement speech, the appreciation speech. <laughs> Are you? So, <laughs> so, so I give these speeches. They're very heartfelt, I think. Yeah. And people say I do a great job. Like everybody will tell some story or something. But sometimes this last one, nobody said anything. This one, they just waited for me. And I was like, they had a two hour lunch and I was 10 minutes late. And I was running all around the sh outdoor shopping mall. I, I literally ran on a whole circle to get there. And I'm, I'm running around with my mask oh, on because I think i got to get there. <laughs> I get in there. I run it. I sit down. And I'm breathing hard. Like, and everybody's just kind of looking at me. <laughs> and the guy, who's, the guy who's retired says, Eric, take, just take a moment. You don't have to, you don't have to speak just yet. <laughs> and I, I literally I sat down and I drank two full glasses of water. Just like, <laughs> like they just went straight into my stomach. And I was still like dying. <laughs> and then at the end of that, I just I just looked at this cup of water that was sitting there. I said, I hope nobody's drank that. And I just drank it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And uh, they enjoyed the speech. I should send it to you just so you can see what it what it's like. Yeah, I would love to. But I told the truth. And I say I, all I do is I use feelings and needs words. And I tell that I'm very authentic. And I, I talk a little bit about the hard stuff and I talk about the great stuff. Yeah. A little bit of both. I think the biggest, you know, of course, the vaccine has provided, I think, great freedom and and autonomy and security. And I think the skills coming back in the office have been great. So I have cut back on the NVC stuff, and it's perfectly fine. I'm very happy with my balance right now. And then the other thing is, is uh, you know, I, I am a little bit apprehensive going into next year. I think I'm interested to see where my NVC practice is going to go in this next 12 months. Sure. Yeah. You know, that's where all of my growth is. And I think I'm committed to doing more modality work, meaning I'm hoping that each month I'll be able to explore a different modality related to NVC and integrate that. Oh. Do you know which ones? Well, um, I'm, I'm going to actually follow Yvette Erasmus's reading list from her website. So, okay. uh, integral, was it internal family systems? systems? Yeah, I've heard a lot about that. Yeah. It's good. It is. And integral theory and spiral dynamics and integral theory, which are kind of fully integrated with each other now. Oh, yeah. Um, polarities. I'm reading a book now, and I'm really enjoying it. Uh, Yvette just finished a month on that, and I really, really like it a lot. It's, it's great stuff to integrate. Um, and then she has a couple other people. Terry Real is one of the people, or Terrence Real has a bunch of books. So I'm really interested in starting that. So I've already bought his book. I just heard his name or her name. I feel like it's Terry. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a male man. The written books are are Terrence Real, but he kind of goes by Terry Real on the internet. Yeah, on the internet. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I was just listening to a podcast with Doctor Alexandra Solomon, and I'm pretty sure she mentioned that person's name. I hear it quite a lot, actually. I, I need you to send me so all the stuff you listen to, so I can learn what you're <laughs> learning too. I got to keep up. It's so hard to keep up on the things. I just got uh, one of my NBC friends. I actually really like it. She just mentioned the book called Triggers by David Rico. And I just got it in, in the mail today. And I was like, oh, my God. So we're going to like read chapter one together. And then we're going to like write down stuff. And then we're going to discuss it and really like take time for each chapter. But I just love I just love reading these books and 
it just can get overwhelming with all of the things that we want to read and, you know, listen to. And I know the Dr. Alexandra Solomon, I listened to one of her podcasts and it was like the do's and don'ts or suggestions to invite you during the holidays on what to like to keep uh, healthy boundaries and like, yeah, it was just a great, good tips and everything. And I was like, yeah, this. And then like the older generation on what they could be mindful of and aware of to like not talk about and how to say this and that. There's just so much, Eric. There's so much I want to read. I wish I could just like flip through a book. that's like 100, 150 pages and just go, oh, I'm done. I brought it all in my head and it's going to stay there. It would be nice. <laughs> but that's not. It would be nice. It would be nice <laughs> if it stayed there. Yeah. That's exactly it. <laughs> right. Just absorb it, stays there, and it's easy to apply, right? Yes. Yes. But no, that's not how my brain works at all. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, you got to write about it. You got to talk about it. And you got to teach it. Yes. Yes. You have to do all of those things. Otherwise, it doesn't stick with me. And that's how it shifts in our brains. It's how we rewire our brains to like learn new new ways and new patterns and healthy ways to do stuff. Yeah, totally. <sighs> so good. All those books you mentioned sounded awesome. Yeah, how is your NVC career? Do you think it's going to go this year? Or not career, but well, the path. <laughs> yeah, the, the path. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I'm I'm working on the paperwork now. So the way it works is you apply to become a candidate and then you become a candidate. And then you do a bunch of more training. You write up a bunch of stuff and you get you teach a bunch and you get evaluations. And then you go to something called pre-assessment. And you got to turn in essentially a portfolio of work. And then I think that there's going to be a waiting period. I don't actually know exactly how this is going to go. But uh, you get feedback from people and they kind of evaluate you as you get feedback. Oh. Yeah. So. Okay. So they're. Huh. Yeah. My guess is what will happen is I say, great. So what do you want to work on? And I'll say something like, I'm going to be working on this stuff for the rest of my life. What do you mean, what do you want to work on? I'm going to work on all of it for the rest of my life. <laughs> right. I'll all be like, yes, it. but what do you want to work on for the next <laughs> six months? Because we're not going to certify you right now. I'm like, oh, okay. And then I'll look at the list and I'll say, I think I want to work on this one because I hate this one the most. <laughs> and then, wait, uh, wait, what list is this? Oh, uh, these are something called key differentiations, like being giraffe versus oh. doing giraffe. Uh, the difference between surrender, yeah, 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 surrendering and submitting, those kinds of things. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Are you trying to loosen up your neck and stuff? Well, it's funny because my Fitbit, he's they're like, stand, keep moving for one minute to make oh, progress on your, on yeah, your right. goal. <laughs> so I'm like, I've sat for an hour and it's saying, get up, move your body. Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay, yeah, that's exactly what they want too. <laughs> exactly. Move it, move it, move it. Okay. So they make you like work on parts of the key differentiations through NVC. And then I noticed uh, one of the things you emailed me was a bunch of that yeah. like, stuff that you've actually written out. So I, yeah, yeah, so you write out that stuff. You write out the trainings you've taken, the trainings you've given. You get feedback. You get feedback from certified trainers. And all this stuff goes into a portfolio. And then they look at it. And then once it's done, you... That's a lot of work to do to yeah. be a trainer. Yeah, and I, I think it should... Or a certified trainer. I think it should be. I mean, they, they want to make it like a, a master's or a PhD. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I've done a couple master's. And I want to say, first of all, that doing one master's or two master's or ten master's is not the same as doing a PhD. I want to say that for, to be clear to everybody. 
It's not the same. No. A PhD is some hard, hard stuff to do. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's supposed to be more like that. And I, my my guess is it's more like a master's degree than it is actually a PhD. Yeah, right. Yeah, so there's a lot of writing. Would you have your PhD? I don't have a PhD, no, and I will never have. <laughs> well, I shouldn't say that. It seems unlikely that I'll have a PhD. I, I, I don't want to go back to school, but, you know, who knows? Maybe I'll do some writing in the future, and maybe it'll be a, maybe I can submit it. I do know how PhDs work. I'd have to enroll and do things. Yeah, you have to do thesis and, like, all. I mean, it's so much work and schooling and lots of money. And I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of people now that can just have a lot of knowledge without actually having to have a phd and it like my friend i asked her how how long it took to be like a therapist and she was like five years or six years and i was like i don't have that kind of time i don't want to <laughs> yeah you know like, and, and at the same time you know yvette dr erasmus she she's she's actually done all the the work to be i think as a clinical psychologist i should know yeah and she's a lifelong learner so she formally has the degree and she can do the work so are there people as good as her that don't have the degree probably um, are there people that know formally some of the stuff as good as her? Yeah, probably. I think it just depends. I mean, Lila Scott, who you found, she seemed to be really uh, marvelous in how much she's she's done and uh, yeah. how much she can really support people. I think is kind of interesting. Yeah, kind of neat. How we can all support each other, and the more that we do our own, our own work and our own inner work, and we could also provide just that support and love and warmth for others, even if we don't get paid for it, I guess. <laughs> well, I think that's the key is, is eventually you don't, you, you get people to pay for it. And I think that is part of it. Yes, yeah. definitely should get paid for the quality of the things you know and the service that you provide to help others also. Yes, deserving to be paid for that as well. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I know your worth in that. I know we kind of got off topic. We were heading towards intention of the year and what you were thinking that was going to look like for you in the NBC world. And then I have so many gnats in the house. Oh, my God. I don't know where they came from, which is funny because my dad says he has a bunch of gnats too. But I was the one with all the plants. It just seems so odd. Huh. That is odd. He has gnats. I have gnats. It happened when mom died. Like, I don't know where they all came from. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> Isn't that odd? So weird. That is odd. Yeah. Yeah. I love what, maybe we could talk about setting intentions for the year and making requests. Doable ones. Yeah. Doable ones. So I think a doable request is... <laughs> make a list of your intentions for the year. I think it's that simple. Like, yeah. what does the year look like for you? What would be the best thing that could happen? And what are some strategies you might follow yeah. without any demand energy behind them? What are some strategies? Yeah. Yeah. So for me, you know, exercising for four days a week cardio. Yeah, sure. With a couple of days of strength training somewhere in there. Get my heart rate up. I think that would be great. Do you have an Apple watch? I do. I keep it in a drawer. Oh. <gasps> Eric, I'm not kidding. Get it out, charge it up, and be friends with me. <laughs> and we will have competitions, and I'll get your ass moving. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. You with your acro whatever every Tuesday. Sure. Oh, that's not cardio, though. Yeah, but there's a lot of strength. That's just, like, physical strength. Tr strength training. It's really good for you. But it doesn't, like, capture on your Apple Watch, though, that type of thing. Yeah, but it's important you do it. Anyway, yeah, I think <laughs> here's what I think the studies show, that you need to do cardio... For people of your age, you do hard cardio three or four times a week, and you do strength training three or four times a week, basically, and then you take a day off. And I, and I think it'd even be two or three. And each, each one of those helps you in some way, but if you only do one or the other, it's not as good as if you do both. Right. 
So I think it's great. If you're doing your, your, your high-end walking and you're doing your acro, I think that's pretty cool. Yeah. So that's good. That's a good goal to see what 2022 looks like for you. So more exercise, getting the heart rate up. I like it. Get the next step of my certification going. Maybe start either a practice group or either my own practice group or more likely my own seminar series. Oh. So so put together a curriculum. Oh, that would be cool. It would be cool. Yeah. And I'm going to charge everyone $10,000 for that. $10,000. Unless you're my friend, then it'll be $9,000. There you go. (laughs) Good discount. (laughs) Friend discount. I would say zero (laughs) dollars. We could talk about it. I don't know. We'll see. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Those are good intentions. What you were saying is like it doesn't have the demand energy in it, right? Like set an intention for this thing. And it's not like I have to do this. I have to do this. And then you feel like shit because you didn't do the thing. It's a doable request that we're not putting this high expectation or pressure on ourselves to do it though it'd be really cool if it played out that way and to find strategies to get there it's good to set that intention for that yes yes so the doable request is to make the list and then we treat the list like a list of requests for ourselves and then there could be specific strategies in there like track how many times i exercise in a week or have a workout accountability buddy, or remove all sweets from the house, or never buy anything with sugar in it, or make sure to make sure to buy five vegetables and five fruits every time I go to the grocery store, right? Or eat a salad three three out of every five meals or something. Yeah, I love the accountability buddy. That's interesting. I I mean, does that work for people? Because it's hard. I mean, does it? I don't. I was just thinking about that. Like, I would be a great accountability buddy. <laughs> yes, you would. But I don't know if how other people feel about that. I, I think it depends on if you have real trust that the person is not going to shame or blame you. Yeah. So I think ultimately it's up to the individual to decide. Yeah, you have to have real trust in each other that it's going to be like. Did you work out today? No. Okay, just check in. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. What other needs did you meet by not exercising? That's okay, too. Like, how do you, yeah, phrase the thing? Yeah, exactly. Or it's a celebration, buddy. I worked out and I worked in the garden or whatever it is. Yeah, that's good, too, to recognize. And also, like, um, the motivation, buddy, too. Like, do you need somebody to kitch you up and going? You know, like my ex, it was just like getting out of bed was such a struggle. And I thought come on, let's move our body. Let's get up. Let's move. Let's put some music on. We can go dance. You know, we could do all this stuff. Like I'm would be great to like uplift and like get people motivated and let's do this, you know? And so it depends. Yeah. Like what kind of energy and trust do you have in this person? Are you okay with that energy? Are you okay with someone just coming over and saying, okay, we're going for a swim. Let's do this. Let's go, Eric. (laughs) I'm getting you out of bed. (laughs) I'm dragging you by the ankles out of bed. (laughs) as you slither and like sink into the floor as you like pull you (laughs) so yeah that's interesting because especially if you have maybe the like one person is more excited about exercising than the other yeah that's all of us (laughs) yeah the data does show that having either a coach or a buddy helps yeah i probably just made that up but i'm pretty sure that's true no i just heard it today that it's a lot easier for people who actually do have coach or a trainer or someone had like a food specialist 
even though you need a lot of money for all these things, it becomes easier if you're dedicated to do it because they're there offering their support and help with it. So yeah, it's hard for self-motivation. Yeah. I think it definitely helps with another human. Yeah, so maybe that's again the request. Uh, one of the strategies could be early on is find an accountability buddy for exercise, for food, for meditation, for NVC practice. It might be the same person. It might be 12 different people. It might be a community. We could even call them celebration buddies if we wanted to. I like that. That's cool. Yeah, because it's sometimes hard for us to even see our celebrations. Sometimes it's nice to have that a buddy to be like point them out. Be like, oh, my God, you did such a great job. Woohoo! Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. I think we, if we celebrate the things we do well, we're more likely to do them again. It's true. Yeah. What about you? What is your intent? What did you? I can't remember now. Did you have some intentions other than surviving this year? Yeah, right. Just surviving. Uh, my intention, one of them, I think, is definitely to create a very safe, sacred, healing space in my apartment to be able to just cry or let out or to grieve, to mourn and honor mom in all the ways that I can and embrace the difference of her not physically being here and to just embrace the spiritual part of wherever she is and around me. Uh, I want to definitely have an intention to do that. My other intention is to make lots and lots of money. Like some way to make money where I feel the freedom and choice and not have to stress or have anxiety over if I pay my bills and just maybe find a small side gig that helps with building that a little bit so that I feel more comfortable with all of those things because you know right now as my roommate moved out I don't have to worry about anybody else but myself and the only thing I have to worry about right now is just making sure I make enough money to pay all my bills so with money I'm just bringing in that affirmation like I am making money and I will make money and money I mean it's sad but true that money makes the world go round and it helps us get to do what we want and not have to go to the store and go oh I can't buy that because I don't have money for that. I got to save my money for this or that, right? I don't have to like worry about going on Amazon and going, I can't buy this, but I really want it. (laughs) You know, I just, I'll have, I can have a buffer and, you know, if I had made enough, I can put away for retirement and, or more in retirement, I guess, you know, it allows you to travel or go on a trip or having the flexibility to do what you want with making money in the way that I would like to. So that's another intention. How I get there and do that, uh, we'll see. (laughs) It's only an intention, so I'm not like putting too much stress into it, but I also need to think about it a little harder. I don't know. I think those are the only two I've had so far. Oh, with the podcast, like try to get... Uh, more out than I have been my intention to do that for the listeners who are expecting and have you know like uh, consistency Um, apologize for the not so much consistency lately trying to get that consistent and put out there for the new year how do I see it going well I see (laughs) I say, I say, let's see, the relationship between my dad and I, because that's my focus, has more often times of peace and harmony, warmth and kindness than it does with the unbalanced, like, fighting and 
anger and grief and you know so when I go visit more times it's gonna be peaceful than rough so hoping with time throughout the year with mom being gone that'll slowly get better so I hope to see that into the next year I'm not going to be too worried about my family right now. I want to be treated with kindness and warmth acceptance to be seen and all of that. And I'm not going to pressure myself to do any apologies or anything like that. So my intention for that is just to sort of lay low and kind of try to ease into what acceptance of what is at this moment. I want people to lift me up and I want people in my life to support me and I want people in my life to accept me. So In order to do that, you don't necessarily hang out with people who are going to treat you not like those things. (laughs) Yes, they have their own journey. Yes, they have their own triggers and trauma. Yes, they have their old wounds and old feelings and all of the things. Yes, to all of that. And you're going to take care of yourself. You're going to find people. Yes. You're going to find the space. So number one, you're going to create a sacred space in your house to regenerate and recharge. It's your space. Yep. Number one. Number two, you're going to get sustainability for yourself, financial sustainability. Number three, you're going to stretch to see if you can get to something. So you have even more choices beyond sustainability. So you're going to go to some, so you have more options. So financially, you want to go from sustainability to flexibility. Yes. And then for the podcast, you're still enjoying doing the podcast is what I'm hearing. And you want to hopefully deliver more oh, yeah. of what you're doing on a, on a predictable basis is what I heard. And then with your family, you're hoping for connection and you're not, you're kind of open to outcome because you're really working on those other things we talked about first. <laughs> so right. you want to have good relationships, but you're going to work on sacred space, sustainability, flexibility, predictability for the podcast. Is that does that sum up? Yeah. What else? What did I miss? What is there? Yeah, that's, yeah, it's, yeah, really good. So focusing on those things first, grief and mourning, of course, within all of those things, because that's going to come up and down and all the way around all the different directions that in there too. And yeah, create good relationships. I like that. That's a good intention. Be it good friend <laughs> and outsource and be resourced and... Yeah, create more healthy relationships and not really hang on an attachment or an outcome of something that isn't going to be working. So mm-hmm. learning to accept that as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's pretty good, like, little yeah. list there. Yeah, that's a pretty good list. You have uh, a year and everybody listening is your accountability buddy here. So <laughs> the thousands of people listening are going to be your accountability buddies. They're going to yes. check on, on you each week. <laughs> Hey, I mean, and I won't feel shame if I don't end up getting there. <laughs> it's a good start, though, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Because like you said, it's an ongoing journey of learning. It's just a request. It's just a request, a list of requests to yourselves. and Yeah. This is such a neat exercise. I'm glad we had a chance to do this because I would not have done this if we hadn't done this little podcast recording. I wouldn't have done it on my own, and it triggered so many things for me to think about. So, wow. So, so fun for me. Yay. Gosh, I hope people are still listening. That's good. <laughs> no, it's good. Cause a lot of times we don't take a moment to think about what intentions we actually want to set. Like for the weekend when I went to my dad's and I talked to Bryn Hazel, who's been on the podcast and she 
suggested like what my intention was to go into this weekend and it's not just the intention that we go into this weekend or this conversation with someone it can be for the new year it can be at any moment in time like your new year request could be changed and you can set a new one right there it doesn't even have to be a new year for us to decide what we want to set our intention for so it's a good thing to think about meditate on wonder what your needs would be fulfilled if financial security worked out for me what needs would not be met if it didn't you know so digging into that a little bit was I actually journaled about that this morning and it feels exciting and invigorating and thrilling and been like hooray accomplished like independence I can do this (laughs) and it brings a lightness to my heart and to my chest and to my, like feeling in my body like even I felt like this opening in my like chest cavity where I was like oh and I'm not my shoulders weren't like weighed down and like hunched in I felt like oh man if I had that all of that those things where I could just be like yeah $866 for rent is fine I can do that I just felt like oh I could dance in my living room <laughs> Yeah, definitely shifted like parts of my body feeling that because right now it's just kind of like squeezed and constricted a bit to think like the worry and fear of that. So yeah, I kind of honed in on that intention of the year and seeing where it may lead me and take me and feel where that was in my body was a pretty cool uh, exercise to do uh, this morning. So it's interesting where all of those intentions actually sit in your body. When you really think about it. It sure is. When you're like breathing, either taking deep breaths, like where is that breath sitting? Does it sit up at the top? Does it sit down low in your stomach? Are you breathing from your stomach or from your chest? Is it shallow? Like, and then you can figure out where inside of parts of your body is that breath sitting and then go like, why is that? (laughs) Yeah, that somatic, just, just being aware of it, I think is the first step. And then it sounds like you had an awareness of the openness that you had. Yeah. And that's just thinking about needs met for financial security. So instead of sustainability. Yeah. Yeah, it's very interesting how that shows up. Yeah. Like that. So what needs are met by this recording today? <gasps> oh, well, connection, laughter, and joy, because I haven't seen you in so long and it's been awesome. Let's see what other needs. Oh, so many, like love and belonging and just the self-expression needs met for I'm like trying to think about the list in my head um definitely warmth play to be heard and seen and accepted for this growth journey that I'm on thank you Eric (laughs) yeah yeah I loved hearing about your the things that your mom did for you and I really felt the warmth with what you were doing for you and for your father and I thought that was wonderful so needs for warmth and connection and learning and fun and laughter and growth and just so many things so this is just this is great fun uh thanks Katie for inviting me here I really really appreciate you I appreciate that you share and I learn so much each time we we uh we talk so thank you so much Miss Caddy Stapes Oh, Eric, thank you so much. I appreciate you. I'm so grateful for you in my life as well. You've been an incredible friend and just 
it's just the random phone calls and just being able to like pop on and do this just last minute and it's just super uh, comforting to know that I have a friend who is there and for me it's just super sweet yeah yeah. And to do this podcast today, it's been awesome. It was great. I loved it. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. So we'll see you in a week or less. <laughs> <laughs> a week or less, it sounds whatever I say. Okay. <laughs> Either way. Bye for now. Big hugs. Oh, bye, Living Connected. And thank you. Be kind to your heart. Be gentle to your heart. And we will catch you on the flip side. Toodles, everybody. Bye. Bye. <laughs>